Can changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Baden and Rex. All right, welcome back to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today we have joining us Bridget Tello from thebridgetexperience.com. She is a life coach and an entrepreneur. Her current project is called Love and Imagination. What I really like about this episode is Bridget is cutting through the noise that is personal coaching. Um, there's a lot of uh, cookie cutter style programs out there. And she did a very formal training through, I, I believe she said it was Duke University for her coaching. But she's kind of taken this angle with love and imagination, um, which, A, we all need in our life, but um, is a different, you know, kind of approach, keeping it real simple. So if you need more love and imagination in your life, listen to the episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today, we have a very special guest, Bridget Tello from BridgetTelloExperience.com or TheBridgetTelloExperience.com. She has a couple different projects going on, and today we are going to talk about love and imagination. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me, Rex. I really appreciate it. So where are we talking to you from? Say that again? Where are we talking to you from? Where are you at? Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm in the States. I'm in North Carolina. Born okay. Yeah. And so you're a personal coach. Um, Is that something that you went to school for, or how did you get into that? Yeah. So. I'm happy to share that. And I'll also kind of back up just for one second. So um, the website, if anyone wants to reach me, is thebridgetexperience.com. Oh, um, I apologize. Friend, you pronounce my last name perfectly, which um, is often in question. So nicely <laughs> there. Thank you. All right. Um, I got into coaching because I was always that person who, um, growing up, I always was. I always had the big questions of life, you know, kind of circling in my head. And I was always that person that had my nose stuck in the self-help section of the bookstore, right? So it's just like a natural <laughs> inclination to, to, to study life and to um, um, focus on how to be better. And I'll also say that I, I saw a lot of people around me suffering as I grew up, suffering with all kinds of things, um, you know, depression, um, overwhelm, alcoholism, a lot of things. And I think because of what I went through and what I saw people experiencing that I have used that, right? So I'm a big proponent of using what happens to you to make meaning, right? So people will say, is there like a big purpose? Like, is there some reason this happened to you in life or is, is there a purpose behind this or a lesson? And I don't know if there's some, maybe there is like some divine purpose for why things happen. But what I do know is that we can choose. You know, we can choose to give things a meaning that will serve you and serve others. And so that really led me into this space of personal development. And about six years ago, I went to Duke and got my uh, training as a coach. And Awesome. Uh, yeah. Rest is history. And let's talk a little bit about your current project that you're working on. Okay. Yeah. So it's called Love and Imagination. It's brand new, um, but it's been percolating for a while. Awesome. So I love how no matter what we do, right, but when we're in a creative field like entrepreneurship or personal growth or coaching or things like that, um, what we're doing is always evolving. And um, 
so this has evolved over time based on um, what I see that we most need, which is love, like Definitely. just quite simply, just to love one another. And it sounds so basic that it's almost like, well, of course, you know, but, but, but I think what we're missing is um, we don't know how to do that. We, right. we don't know how to just love each other. We, we're still stuck on judgments. We're still stuck on carrying things from the past that weigh us down. We're still stuck on resentments. We still want to be right in situations instead of just kind of um, validating the other person and rising above it. Right. So I love to talk about these things and how the real life application looks in our life and how it, it's the simple, simple things of life, um, the daily interactions with each other that make up the quality of our life. Okay. And so I use my training in mindfulness um, a lot. You know, it's just a part of how I live now, I think. And so I use really basic examples of like, you know, if you're in the kitchen, it's the end of the day and you know, I'm, I'm trying to get some food ready and, you know, the kids are running around and it feels, I feel stressed or there's like chaos or something. And then my husband comes home, you know, what a lot of people will do is just kind of barely look up and have this stressed look on their face and they don't really connect. And mm. this is, you know, this is not an unusual scenario, right? right. But um, so mindfulness teaches us to just even take, you know, five or 10 seconds of presence to actually turn your body physically you know, look at your partner, look at them in the eyes and even have that connection. Even if everything's crazy, right? it makes a world of difference in your relationships and your quality of life. So I talk about that. I talk about um, disagreements that people have that sometimes they'll carry for hours, weeks, sometimes years, you know? Um, so I love to talk about these things, teach these things. And um, I've given myself the title <laughs> recently um of the most loving coach on the planet awesome uh yeah and and i every client that i've ever worked with i think will attest to um having a loving experience mm. you know so i think if I, if i had if i could point to some superpower that i have right like i don't know but i do have an ability to love people okay to, uh just hold space for them without judging them, to admire them, to see the best in them and uh, respect them. And people feel that, right? And so that sets a space for huge transformation. When, when, when someone really sees you, you know, that, right. that's huge. So that's the love part of love and imagination. Uh, and I'll pause for a moment, right? So I don't hog the microphone here, but uh, I can talk about the imagination part as well. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess the first question that um, kind of popped up in my mind is, so what's what's the format going to be? Is this going to be love and imagination coaching? Is this going to be um, a podcast, a book, a f event? What were we talking about? Yeah. So, um, Two things about that. One is that I've been uh, doing one-on-one -on -one private coaching for uh, about six years. Okay. So, uh, I still do that primarily. So people schedule one-on-one -on -one time with me and we'll work together for three months, six months, a year, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so that's kind of the foundation. And then beyond that, um, I have had a podcast that's been running for about three years. Okay. It's called The Truth About Living. So it has a different title, The Truth About Living. Um, and it's, you know, it's on iTunes, Spotify, all, all the platforms, okay. right? 
um, love and imagination is going to take a, a couple of different forms. Um, one is going to be eventually live events, um, okay. but that's in the works. So that, that's going to that's going to be a ways out. Um, but I do have um, an online course for that, and also a small group offering that I'm developing for um, for this space. Okay, awesome. So. Um, right now we just talked about the love side. Let's jump into the imagination side. Yeah. Uh, so the imagination side is something that, um, I've had to be completely honest with you. I've had an internal fight with myself about, um, even offering this because, um, I think that we have to be so, um, sure footed in what we, believe of ourselves and of the world that when we go out and we teach things, when we offer things, we have to stand in like this really powerful place of like, this is what I know, you know, and that's how I feel about the love component, the imagination component. I feel about that now, but I haven't always. So imagination, some people call that visualization. Some people call it manifesting. Um, it comes from the world of law of attraction, and there's a lot of connotations around that and what that means, and people have all kinds of opinions. Right, people do. It, right? so, sure. so it's something that I've kind of, you know, I've been studying and practicing for about six years. Awesome. And I've tiptoed around it when it comes to, do I teach this? Do I share my experiences? And I've, I've come into a place of embracing it, right? So the beauty of that is that the people that love it are going to be, you know, they're going to love my work and they're going to get right. some value. And the people that don't, you know how this works, right? Yeah. So people that don't, you know, that's okay. So uh, primarily I have been studying Neville Goddard. Who okay. Is, you're from. I, yeah, I'm familiar with Neville, yeah, Neville's yeah. work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I come into the concept of love and imagination because I think things can be so complicated uh, in terms of spirituality, in terms of people talking about vibration and all these things. Everything gets so complicated so quickly. And so I really just wanted to simplify, just really simplify everything. And so that's why I've stuck with one uh, field of study for a while now with Neville Goddard. I really like that. Yeah, you like the sticking to one. Yes, thing? I think it's very. There's so much noise out there in that space, and you know, in general, that uh, it's easy to be a squirrel and go all over the place. But I, I appreciate the fact that single, laser focused on something. Yeah, I mean, I was that squirrel for sure. <laughs> right. Well, I think we all are. It's hard not yeah. to be in the world we live right now. But um, uh, I think there's something to be said for. Uh, kind of just putting the rest on mute and say, you know what, I'm just going to focus here. And at yeah. some point, if you change, you change. But at right. least you kind of give yourself that space to be like, okay, I'm going to put the rest on pause. Yes, I completely agree. And so I am that classic person uh, who has like, you know, a hundred audiobooks on my phone, right? Yeah. And so I've, I've listened to so many because I was information seeking and I always thought, you know, that I needed to do better, that maybe there was something wrong with what I was doing. I wasn't doing it the right way. And so I was always seeking and seeking mm-hmm. and I have successes, but then I would also have failures. And so I was always scratching my head, you know, what, what's, why is this working sometimes and other times? And so with Neville Goddard's uh, teachings, I, I have just, you know, um, I completely dove in and have um, spent hours and hours uh, using his techniques that he teaches and have begun teaching that to my clients. And so I think one of the problems with this, um, 
with this beautiful concept that we create our reality, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of layers to that and a lot of questions around that. But primarily what I see is that people will read about it or they'll watch a YouTube video about it and they may try to practice it. But a lot of people, they don't really know, like I didn't really know how to really effectively construct a scene for your imagination and how to do it um, really effectively. So I have started just like on a call with someone, we will just do it then and there. Right. You know, it's like, okay, let's craft this scene. How do we get to the end result of what you want? Let's leave the middle out. Like, you know, what would someone say to you if this happened in your life? And so we get really specific about a short scene and the emotion around that. And, and then I talk, I guide them through it. So they close their eyes and we spend a few minutes um, having them being in first person. So it's not, you know, they're not watching a movie of it happening. It's happening to them in that moment. Right. So there's some huge aspects of that that are really significant and how uh, we, we can effectively manifest these things. And that's been a really rewarding experience. So I offer that now awesome. in my coaching and it's going to be a part of the program as well. I really like this in the sense that um, imagination is one of those things that is taught out of us in schools. Mm. When, you know, your first, you know, years on the planet as a young child, um, your mind is just flowing with everything, all of these imaginations. And then when we get in school, we, you know, we're, it's all of a sudden it's called daydreaming. Stop daydreaming. Pay attention. And so, um, you know, I think that we all have this amazing ability that is imagination that is so underutilized. So I love that, um, you know, you're a, you're bringing it to the forefront, but coupling it with love, I, I, the two just seem like some of the most two important things that we can focus on. So I, I really like that combination. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And I, and I love it too, because again, it's just, it's really, um, simple, right? Just right. Keep it simple. And, um, and it's so powerful, you know, and I think a lot of people who are leaders in the entrepreneurial space are really starting to get the value of, um, you know, Gary V talks about, uh, caring mm-hmm. is the new marketing, you know, that people are starting to get mindfulness and starting to get connection and how we all just deeply long for connection. Right. right. And so I'll work with someone who's really struggling with loneliness or struggling with, um, you know, depression or anxiety or, you know, marriage problems or, you know, anger or whatever. And it's like at the core. Um, and I think part of the reason that the one-on-one coaching is so powerful is because like I carve out like 90 minutes to two hours for one session. Okay. And, and it's, it's, it's deep and, and people feel right. They feel seen and they feel like there's a connection. They feel um, heard and understood. And, and these things are, it's, it's such a strange dichotomy because they're so simple, but we we're so absent of them and mm-hmm. so much of our life. And so, um, magic really does happen when you start to, um, experience that more and more. Um, I mean, it alters everything. It alters the way you see the world. It alters self-worth. It alters, um, your, your validation of yourself. Um, and when, you know, in coaching, like when you begin to see things differently, your world really does change. Right. Perspective. Yeah. So, so it's both simple and really, really profound at the same time. 
Okay, awesome. And so is this something that um, we're still a little bit away from? If people are listening to this and they're like, oh, this this sounds like this is what I need. What's the timeline where we're looking at, you think? Yeah, so if you go to thebridgetexperience.com, um, what you can do immediately is you can um, schedule a coaching session. Okay. So coaching sessions, absolutely. Um, that's something I've been doing for six years and going to continue to do. Um, and the truth about living podcast talks a lot about, about a lot of these concepts and that's, that's available as well. Okay. There will be a link to that at the Bridget experience.com. Um, in terms of the online course and the, uh, small group coaching, and that's probably about, uh, one month away. So we're in, what are we in August? So about early September, that's going to roll out in terms of the in-person events. Um, I'm pushing that out a bit further because one of the things I think is so important too. As, as a coach and as an entrepreneur, and I know you know this, is that um, I'm a big proponent of creating what you want in your life in the most ideal way. And so part of what's really important to me is my family. So okay, I'm a great. mom of two small boys. I was about to transition into that for you. So yeah. Perfect. So it's that, it's like, um, it's that uh, I want to do all of these great things. And I want to have these in-person events. And I also am like, oh my gosh, and my boys are so small. And I also want to be here, right? And so for me, that's just been kind of a personal choice to, to be patient with the process of the live events. I know that's there and that's coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting. Um, but also, you know, I want to be a role model for what I teach, which is create a life that you really want, right. you know, rather than feeling like you have to hustle 80 hours a week and you have to sacrifice so much. and uh, you can have both, right? You and so that's, both. How yeah. that's how I'm leading my business because that's how I live my life. So, um, yeah, so coaching is available now, the small group stuff, and the online course will be about a month, and the events will be a ways out, but they're coming. Let's talk a little bit about the small groups. Um, I love small groups. Is this something more to kind of get the, um, the mastermind vibe of being able to um, sometimes someone else will say something and it opens another door for you or spurs a whole new line of thought that maybe um, was in the background, but you, is bring to the forefront. Is, is that yes. kind of what it's about? Yeah. And so I've kind of toyed with calling it mastermind slash coaching, right? Because um, I've been in, in masterminds and I've led some before. So I know that world and also know the coaching world. So it is a beautiful combination. Um, so part of what I like about having the small groups is that, you know, part of what we're wanting to achieve here is a sense of connection mm. and to not have people feel isolated or alone in their problems. Right. So, and, and to be completely honest, I say love and imagination. It's like this beautiful thing, but people come to me because there are problems. Right. You know, they're coming to me because they're struggling with something. And so I want to acknowledge that I'm not all about like, just put a positive face on it because positivity is what you're supposed to do. That can be exhausting (laughs) if you're just like wearing the mask of positivity and you're pushing everything else down. So yeah, in this space, um, I'm leading the groups as I've done in, in, in some of my previous work, but it is a space for people to connect, right? So, um, it's going to be a combination of, um, talking about moving through the problems, right? Into something better. So I, I definitely operate by it. Let's not ignore the problems. Let's look at, what, at what's going on. Let's be honest about what's going on. 
And then let's begin to move through that. So what I don't want to happen in these groups is advice back and forth. Advice is a very dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. I think people do it out of love and good intention. But um, what I found when that happens sometimes is that someone feels a little bit undercut in, in, um, in what they've said. And it probably wasn't something that they wanted to do anyway. It just worked for the other person. And so it kind of diminishes a bit of the experience. So there is sharing. But I completely set these um, groups up with an agreement with the group primarily so that we say we enter in this with full respect for each other, knowing that each person is on their own path, share, you know, what worked for you, but we're not going to, you know, so we don't really have the part, but we have boundaries, right? Right. And people feel trust because if you're going to open up about this stuff, you got to have trust. Well, that's, that's, Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. People need a safe space. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. I'm, I'm big on confidentiality. Um, you will, if, you, if you see me on Facebook, I'm almost never posting testimonials from my clients with their mm. name because, it, you know, I really respect people's privacy. If they want to share, that's fine. Right. But this is very um, personal, deep work. And some people want to keep it private. And that's completely, uh, I completely respect that. So in the groups, we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to practice these imagination techniques. Okay. You know, just talking about it and saying you're going to go home and do it later tonight. Yeah. But also let's do hands-on. Like, let's do it now. And then when you are trying to do it later tonight, you've already practiced it. Hmm. Right. So giving people that support. Um, and other I've- people are holding a space for it, too. I mean, if if three people in a room and we're all imagining the same thing together. I mean, there's power in that. There's power in that. Yeah. And your state begins to change. And that's yeah. what I notice most commonly when I lead someone through it is instantly their state changes and instantly their confidence changes and possibilities begin to emerge within them. And, and um, yeah, they leave feeling night and day different than when the session started. Well, um, you know, to kind of back up and, in a sense that um, the idea for me to start this podcast came from a small group. It came from seeing an impact in other individuals. And I was like, you know what? We all have this little corner of the universe that in today's world, we usually just show through social media, but we all have a chance to make um, a difference not only for ourselves and our families, but in other people's lives. And that's one of the things I really love about coaching. I'm not a coach, but um, I could see um, a real fulfilled satisfaction by helping people in their own little corner of the universe, if you will. Yeah. And I love the title um, corner, corner of your universe. Um, Yeah. And that, and that even has layers to it, right? Because we're each um, creating our experience. Right. Really, you know, from first person view, like we all have a different experience of the world. Um, but yeah, and, and I've gotten value from masterminds and small group coaching too. So I love um, holding space for, um, for that work. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about your family. Um, you have your coaching business. Is there other online or entrepreneurial ventures that you do? What does that look like for you? I used to. Okay. Um, that person that um, was kind of bitten by the the bug of online entrepreneurship back in 
gosh, when was it 2013, something like that? Yeah. I saw you had a mention about Pat Flynn. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I was a state at that point I had a two-year-old and, um, I was a stay at home mom, but I was so driven to, um, you know, people talk about, you know, what's your why? That's mm-hmm. a big thing, right? And right. What's your why, yeah. what's your why? Well, I mean, I, I wanted to be able to keep staying home. I didn't want to get back to my nine to five, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I was really driven to figure out a way to do it. And there were all these wonderful mentors out there talking right. about online entrepreneurship. And so I would stay up late. I was fueled by enthusiasm. You know, I had those 2 a.m. mornings where I was learning as much as I could. I, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. I didn't even know what it meant to buy a domain name. I mean, I knew nothing. So I was starting from scratch and everything was available, like YouTube videos, blog posts. You could just find stuff. So I learned how to build websites. I learned what the heck SEO was and, you know, how to uh, begin to grasp that. Uh, That's always kind of changing. I learned, you know, Google AdSense. I started writing articles. I did Kindle books. I don't know, probably about a dozen other things, right? Um, (laughs) And I kind of landed on uh, Amazon. So I sold on Amazon for a while and it, it provided the income for me to continue to be a stay-at-home mom. Awesome. Yeah. I still have a, a foot in that world with the business partner, but thankfully he runs that business day to day. So I focus on, um, on coaching and my family. Awesome. So one thing that comes to mind when it comes to coaching is, and this may just be my perception, but I feel um, that, in the general space, there's a lot of people that have a natural adversity to personal coaching. Is that something, I mean, not that you a want to focus on that obviously, but I mean, is that something that you run across or is basically you're just going to have the people that are ready and looking come to you kind of a thing? Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting question. It's kind of a, a mix, I would say. So there are definitely people that know what coaching is, that maybe they've had coaches before, they really value their personal growth. And they're the people who will go, you know, to a, a Kyle Cease event, you mm-hmm. know, or, or they'll um, have Wayne Dyer books on their um, iPhone or whatever. And so uh, they're seeking a coach. So I get people like that uh, who are seeking a coach. And um, so we just develop a plan about what our coaching will look like together. The mm-hmm. other thing about that is though, that, uh, every coach you experience is going to be different. Right. So, you know, that's huge. And, and there, there is a, um, so in the coaching space, it's so interesting because one of the things that, that I've kind of studied as I've been building my business. And I think this is absolutely true is there's a, there's a low bar to entry for coaching. So you could, you could, you could be a coach based on, like just your life experience. You could just say you're a coach and that's what a lot of people do. Right. And that can be really valuable depending on what you offer, but you could also take long and extensive trainings and be members of all these organizations and all these things. So um, the funny thing is that out of all these years, I think I've only had, I only know of one recently, but maybe two total people who've ever asked me what my credentials are. Okay. People primarily want to know um, if you can help them. Mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and if they see that you can help them and they're willing to take a leap because there's an investment with coaching, um, then, then we'll work together. But I think even the investment part really serves people to talk about that because people are so, so afraid of money conversations mm-hmm. and right. I have so many money fears that I'm happy to stay with people through that process. And I think 
it serves them so much to even be on a call to say, this is uh, the proposal for working together for six months. This is how much it costs. And then kind of wait for them to let it land. Let them decide is what they want to achieve. Is their vision, is their dream, is their goal, is their new state worth it to them? And so it kind of takes me out of it a bit and to let them make that decision, right? Because I can't tell them what that vision is worth to them. But I never leave people in a limbo. So like, oh, maybe one day, like I want to get from them. Yes, I'm so excited to do this. Or no, this is not the right time. And I'm okay with either. So that's, that's kind of um, how I begin the coaching process with people is to lead them to a decision. And then they can walk away from that feeling empowered that this is not the right time for me to do this, or it definitely is. And having that agreement, that commitment is huge because what's different between coaching and therapy. I mean, there's a lot of differences, differences. (laughs) but coaching, oh my gosh, like when people agree on a plan for what they want to create in their life and how we're going to do it. And they agree to working with me for six months or a year. That is so powerful. And that's why people get good results. It's so different than saying, I want to have a session with a therapist next week for an hour. I don't know if I'm going to see him again. Mm. Completely different commitment. Yeah. It's a huge, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's them putting a stake in the ground right? and saying, I'm done with this. I'm done with living this way. I'm done with being unhappy. I'm done with these problems. And that powerful moment when they do that begins the real change. The shift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, therapy, I've had therapy and I've had coaching and they are very different. And therapy tends to focus on past, hmm. you know, childhood, or let's kind of dig up about what happened to you when you were eight. And let's talk about the patterns and let's talk about, and so there's value in that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it tends to be kind of past focus into the present and kind of um, I think sometimes labeling what you have is anxiety, what you have is severe anxiety, right? Uh-huh. And so it's kind of that. And with coaching, yeah, we look at the past. Some, I have people tell me um, traumatic things. People have told me all kinds of things from what happened to them from their past. And I'm able to hold that. Right. And, and see that and acknowledge that and be there for them. And then we begin creating, you know, then we begin being future focused. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so it becomes future focused um, in the coaching. What do you want to create? Awesome. I love it. Well, I love everything that you're doing and I really like your approach because um, there's a lot of noise in the coaching world and um the simplicity of what you're focusing on, I think um, it's going to help a lot of people. So I'm excited to, um, you know, follow the project. Is there any other things that you kind of want to impart on people that, uh, you know, are listening to this and um, they're either like, wow, I really love what she's doing or, Hey, I want to read what she's reading. Um, Is there anything else that you kind of want to share? Yeah. um, I guess all kinds of things are flooding my mind right now. So I'm trying awesome. to like one thing. Um, so maybe I'll finish with this. So um, I had a coaching session yesterday, really, really beautiful session. And at the end of it, um, this guy was telling me um, how, how valuable the session was, how so many things had shifted and how loved he felt 
during that call. And what I said to him was that so often people think there's something wrong with them. We say that in our heads, what's wrong right. with them, right? And so I come into this space knowing there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. There's nothing wrong with you. Like there's nothing to fix. You know, let's just look at what is and do you want to change it? You know, it can really be that simple. And um, so that's that's what I want to extend to people is that they are good and worthy and wonderful and amazing and beautiful souls. And I just help them to see that it's already there. Right. So that's, that's my work. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And so where can people reach you both either your website and or social media, if that's how you want people to connect? Yeah. Um, so the Bridget experience uh, for sure. And then if you want to access the uh, podcast that's been running for a few years now, um, you can, you can find the truth about living.com where I have um, some, some blog entries and some um, links to specific uh, podcast episodes. So you can reach me either of those places, the bridgetexperience.com or the truth about living.com. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us on my corner of the universe. Really love what you're doing. Thank you, Rex so much. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneruniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.